I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What about that loud house tonight? Boy, that's music to the ears. What's up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to episode 33 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. I'm Sean alongside my buddy Joe, and we are this week drinking beers to Tiger Tears. And I can't even believe I'm saying that, but we're doing it. Uh, we want to be the number one podcast for Syracuse Sports on iTunes on the whole, all platforms. So if you could, would please subscribe or uh, give us a review on iTunes. You can do it right from your phone. Uh, we appreciate every bit of that and thanks in advance. So uh, here we are, episode 33. This is the first of our, um, the first podcast for the week. Uh, we'll do the Clemson post game today, tonight, and we will do a FSU pregame later on after we gather our wits about us. Joe, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Sean? Not a whole lot. So, uh, hell of a night last night. Hell of a night. Hell of a night. And it's not too often that you get to wake up with a smile that freaking big on your face and think to yourself, that happened. That happened. And then you just <laughs> you start the day. There's nothing like starting a day like that. And it's just fantastic. Um, uh, you know, it just to put it into perspective, they're saying this is the biggest win since in the Dome since Syracuse beat Nebraska in 1980, in September of 1984 with, um, I believe it was Coach Mack. And uh, not only that, but I was, I was six years old. I mean, we're talking 33 years ago. I mean, that is insane. It was such a huge game. It was such a big win. And... Syracuse controlled the whole entire game. Dungey was masterful. Uh, he was 
he was brilliant. The defense, the defense, just you know, the defense has put us in some holes this year, and they just, they just, they were awesome. Two for eleven on third down conversions for Clemson. I mean, it was brutal. They had a brutal night. Clemson did. Yeah, they really yeah, they did. did. Um, especially on offense. I mean, they just were smothered. You know, you take away, and I know if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we all have a merry Christmas. But if you take away the the scoop, the scoop and score, you're you're looking at a ten point game. You know, and it's amazing. It's amazing. So, um, you know, Dungy, he did great. I mentioned he did, he did, he did phenomenal. Um, a passer rating of 166.4, 20 for 32, uh, 62.5 completion percentage, three TDs, 278 yards. He's been well over 300 coming to, into this game for the past few games. But 278 on this defense is, is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Sixty-eight rushing yards too. Sixty-eight rushing yards. Yeah, uh, I remember he broke that. He yeah, broke he broke that, a uh, run, forty-five yard 40, run. Yeah, and yeah. Strickland, Strickland with seventy-eight yards, four point one yeah. average on the ground. Yeah. No TDs we were, running. We were running the ball. They and we said that. We said that last week. Last week, yeah, and then yesterday, especially as the fourth quarter went down, you could tell that uh, our tempo really. Um, really started to, to tire them out it, it, and we were actually it's killing them. pushing them off the ball. Yeah. It was very surprising. I mean, they did get six sacks, but that was expected. If Dungey doesn't have legs, then <laughs> could have been a pocket passer. <laughs> yeah. Or more. Yeah. That feral guy, uh, number 99. They He's had, a beast. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like you said, coming out and scoring the first drive was huge. Even though Clemson came down and tied it in just three plays, uh, then we come back and score again real quick, and that was something that's been different with every game. You know, we were in, we've been in every game. The difference is, is that we don't score first and put the pressure on the other team. And it was pretty obvious that uh, their quarterback Kelly Bryant wasn't 100. percent Oh, uh, very like, obvious. And they took yeah, advantage. So, Syracuse defense took advantage of that. And well, they had to in, in no time. Yeah. And once you saw what was going on, it was really kind of weird. As soon as, as soon as Clemson found out that or as soon as Syracuse found out that Kelly Bryant couldn't run, I mean, Clemson, they still averaged four and a half yards a carry, but they were down. So, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of baffled that, that the coaching staff even played him if he was that bad. You know, they almost would have been better off starting off that other freshman and letting him get used to the game. But um, like Dabo said in his press, press conferences, they got outplayed and outcoached. And this wasn't a fluke game. This wasn't yep. like a bunch of crazy plays, you know, that we made to win the thing, you know? Joe, that's a brilliant point, and I thought about that. This was not a fluke. This is how good this team could be. This is the Dino Babers offense, un, like, run meticulously and as good as it can get in game situation. And you see what it does to a defense. I mean, hands on hips, huffing and puffing. I mean... They didn't know what to do. That last yeah. drive, they took five minutes, and we were running the ball. Yeah, it's something it, on on the number two team to run down the clock and close out an, an upset like that. Yeah. Oh, just we out, huge. We outscored them. We outscored them by, or we out. Uh, we had more than 123, I think, more yards than they did. Um, penalties were about the same. We had nine more minutes in possession, uh, and yeah, that's just. <laughs> It was amazing to see, it was, but again, it wasn't it wasn't a fluke. I mean, we even had 
I mean, Clemson won the turnover margin, you know, because we had that one, just like you said, the scoop and score, which kind of kept it in our favor with the tempo because the defense just did a 60-yard sprint and then they're back out on the field. But That's true. I mean, but for them to score, I mean, it was Clemson that had to score with big plays like that. They won the the turnover battle, and and we still ended up doing that. So I just – I, th- I don't know. I was amazed. I was I, amazed, man. I think it was tied like three or four times. Clemson never won. Syracuse had them back on their heels the entire time. The dome attendance, I think, was 47. Was it 47, 475? 42. 42, 475, um, which is their biggest crowd all season. They showed up. I'm really proud of, of SU fans for showing up and being rowdy and obnoxious like they're supposed to be. And it just gave me chills. The whole thing, the storm in the field at the end, I knew at least five people there that, um, you know, I was texting and stuff like that. And it's just, you're just like, Oh my gosh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. But you know what, what, uh, uh, just a piece of history to have witnessed that game and once it sinks in, you know, you're going to realize how big of a game that was. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So um, just awesome, and we need to revel in it. You don't have many moments like this, especially with a program that's up and coming like like Syracuse. Just a couple things. Um, um, Sweeney, Coach Sweeney, came in the locker room. Um, just what a, what a class act this guy is to give as much props to to coach babers and our team as he did and they were just shell-shocked and they just gave us the utmost respect and i just think that is so that's very classy it is very hard to do in that situation you know when when, to, to humble be humbled like that and then and then and then go in the locker room of the other team when they're when they're celebrating like that and tell them what a great job they did gotta give that guy credit yeah, and they had a video of him going to the 50-yard line, and you can kind of read his lips when you know the coaches meet up at the end of the, you know, and he said to Dino, he's like, he said how that he was very happy for him because he knows what kind of win that's going to do to that program. You know, I think that they definitely respect each other. I'm not going to go to say that they like each other, but whenever they talk about the the other, you know, opponent, you know, they they have nothing but respect for the other program and the other coaches, and um, which was complete opposite of. Uh, kind of Scott Schaefer and his ordeal with Dabo and everything. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's nice to see a team like that that's going to, you know, do some stuff like that. And he took he took blame. The post-conference, every single question, he took blame. He said it was his fault. Coach, coach has to get him ready, da 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 But he gave us, you know, he, he knows that – what kind of what kind of win that that is for the program because he's experienced the same type of thing so yeah um, and and everybody did they even mentioned it on college game day today they were talking about it so I just want to give um, Dabo the credit for you know saying what he said and it just was a it was a good feel good moment and he even said this the story here is the is the story is Syracuse coming yeah. out and doing this Babers I hope that this man is here for a long time. What a great leader he is and just just uh I mean, he's just seems like he's like a ray of sunshine sometimes. You know, I mean, sometimes I yeah. even feel like he's a little too positive. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but you know, he's leading this team and he's got a great team. Let's let's 
this team is getting better and better every week. And yeah. and it's because of Coach Babers. So I give him the credit oh, yeah. for that. He gets the credit when they lose. Our, you know, he gets the fault when they lose, I should say. He should get the credit when they when they are obviously improving and pulling off a big win like that. So um Yeah, well they just gotta pay him. That's basically what it comes down to. Yes, the they only do. reason that I mean you're they talk about the SEC being the best conference, and ACC's made that pretty debatable the past couple of years. And it just seems to me like the ACC is getting stronger and stronger as far as every team getting deeper and deeper. And ACC might end up being the best conference, so there's really not too many places to go unless it's something about the money. So whatever he's got to do, you know, and John Wildhack, our, our, our AD, he knows that. Um, well, he made not, a comment too already, so. Yeah, uh, th- so they'll be working something out. I, I think, Joe. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, I wouldn't let go of Babers, and consistency is key. And yeah. having having a, having a solid coaching staff is is a huge deal, and letting him run his coaching staff is a huge deal. So, Joe, what yes. what is this going to do? This this big of a win, um, halfway through the season. What what is this going to do going forward? What what you know being you know we were in a hole. And we were wondering, you know, what what our future is going to be looking like. We got to play Clemson, you know. We kind of, we almost gave that game up. Uh, I think everybody did. You we know, definitely did. And <laughs> you know, we, we go to FSU next week. We'll do that. We'll do that episode thirty four. We'll be looking ahead to FSU. But what does this win mean going forward? Do you think for this program right now? Well, I think that that can be answered in two different ways. If you're talking short term, as far as the this year. And for the rest of this year or long term as far as, you know, the future. So, I mean, depending on what you're talking about is. Well, this this year as far as as far as maybe finishing five and seven, say, Um, is it does it kind of bump us up there to be like, I think it absolutely does. And that's the one thing that I pray uh, that because we have such fair weather fans. So it's one of those things where, I mean, last night you've been kind of getting the feeling LSU, NC State, you know, maybe not top top you know national national contenders but um you've been getting the feeling that syracuse is right there and they just got to get over the hump and, and get you know get the experience of winning you know stop making those mental mistakes be a little bit more consistent and you can beat these teams and play with these teams and they proved last night uh, no one no one thought we were going to win this game so now no, we go no. from two and three to four and three in two weeks in games that arguably people thought we were going to lose. Yeah. And now you're talking about only winning two more for us. So our bold chances just went up. And honestly, our whole national, as far as getting respect from national fans and in, in, in the media and stuff, uh, we're starting to get that too. Eric Dungy's starting to get recognized. Steve Ishmael on the top of the, Eric Dungy's top five in passing yards. Um, Steve Ishmael's number one in receiving yards. So, we're, they're starting to get recognized, and it, it, Joe, that game. Just, just on that note, real quick, I hate to interrupt you, but on that note, real quick, I had a buddy text me last night saying, "I I can't believe I can't believe your boys won tonight. I, I didn't even know they were on the radar for anything. Are they really that good?" And I was like, "Dude, our our quarterback, Eric Dungy, is is was like at the time he was like eighth in passing yards, and um, you know, we have two receivers that are up for the Blitnikoff Award, and he had no idea." Because no one talks about yeah. it. Exactly. And these are the type of games that, that we haven't had in the past. You know, we get a couple, okay, go to 6-6, six and six, go to a bowl game, just because you win some games that you're supposed to. But we don't, for the past couple of years, we've been playing good teams in our non-conference, LSU twice, 
Um, and in the future, we're going to be playing Wisconsin. And, I mean, these type of games can either kill you or they can do something like this. It gives you the opportunity to do this. So this year already, in the past four weeks, the teams have seen us basically play LSU on the road tough, NC State on the road tough to where yeah. there were winnable games. And now two games, you know, we beat Pittsburgh and then we beat Clemson like this. Like We've been in every game, Joe. We've been in every game we've played this year against some really stout teams. Um, NC State was way underrated. Uh, LSU may be a little overrated, but still a, a great program. And we were in every game. Yeah. When, when, well, the, my, my fear is is that, especially with the fans out there, is that they see that, that we beat Clemson and now they're going to expect us to go, well, we can beat everybody. Well, yeah, we can play with everybody. But it doesn't mean that we're going to win every game all the way through. You know, every there's not another team on a schedule that's even close to Clemson's talent, but it doesn't mean that we're going to win every game. And I, that's the that's the fear that I have with the fan, type of fans that we have is now they're so excited, so excited. Okay, well, before another home game, we're going back on the road. Right. You know, at my at Miami, at Florida State, we lose both those games and we're back to four and five. And I mean, our fans going to forget. Our fans going to forget what happened last night, and they're going to be all just because they're not they're not riding that high because we just lost two close games and away games to Florida in Florida against two teams like that's my worry you know that's that that's my worry too but when you look at that and you watch Florida State play today and you watch Miami play today I know there was some weather issues in Miami today um and Georgia Tech underrated George yeah yeah absolutely underrated great football team but when you look at Miami and Florida State we can go. We can go to Florida State and beat them. We. I've said that. That was my upset pick um, yeah. weeks ago. And now we have Clemson, so I guess it's you know nothing will beat that. But and yeah. I think we can go to both of those places, and I think we can go in there, and I think we can win. I think those programs are, um, they're 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 beatable. They're beatable with with what we have. I think the way the offense runs under Babers. It just wears your ass out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but you don't. No one knows what's going to happen in between then either. You know, no, that's I really know, what it comes down to. I, I mean, know. even and Clemson proved right last now. night that would. Yeah. Even Clemson proved last night. Even Clemson, in in, in a certain situation, you know, if one of your run, uh, quarterbacks go down, or one of your quarterbacks aren't one hundred percent healthy and they're out there playing, then they can change. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Syracuse, but if that Kelly Bryant guy is one hundred percent and running around like he normally does, then Clemson probably wins that game. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they, they missed two field goals. Two they field still goals, yeah. that game. Exactly, it was that close. There's a backup. That was a backup kicker too. Right. So, so there, it all depends on the situation. You yeah, know, Miami's exactly. a little banged up right now. We're coming off of a high. I mean, but I don't think we're going to sneak up on anybody anymore as far as this season goes. You know, Miami's going to be a top 10 team next week, and uh, that's going to be something to go on the road and try to pull it out. We haven't won a road game this year, so albeit we've only had two. But I just I just worry. I, I, short term, I think that the expectations are going to shoot up. Exactly. You know, I was, right. you know, because we could have literally, if we play good enough without mistakes and stuff, you're talking about we could be. I mean, we've we could have won every game, like you said. Yeah, we could be. So, we could be seven and zero right now. That's a right. pro- it, that's possible. If we would have if we would have pulled up one of our other three losses, and then after last night, you're talking about being top twenty five. You're talking about being ranked. Oh, so, yeah, no doubt. 
I mean, now the expectations are going to go sky high. Well, and I just you're talking about short term expectations, and I think we understand that. But long term, now I know Babers. He's on a recruiting trip right now today. So as yeah. far as long term, and you've got a coach like Babers who seems secure in his job, and pulling off that upset last night, going fresh on a recruiting trip today. I mean, there's your long term gain. In a game, in a game like this, in a big game like this, so it has more implications no. than than just you know the regular season for this year, right? And that's what I meant by you know long term is that this is the second time that we've been you know ESPN nationally televised primetime team yeah. game games you know, and we've showed out, and now this is what two years. Last year we had that. That win against Virginia Tech, but Babers also had that moment because of his his speech that was all over ESPN and all over every everything after they won last yes. year. Yeah. And now this now this year, you have these close games that you could have won every single one of them, and then you you get signature win, and there's another one. And, and I don't know who's on ESPN this morning. Everyone's talking about him. Like we're getting now, we're getting nationally noticed too. So that's talking about having more nationally televised games and obviously the recruiting. And I, I mean, they were just all over social, social media everywhere. Um, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, they just, everyone was talking about them. So including, you know, you know, the committed, the guys that were committed and the guys that are some, a lot of the guys that are still on the team talking about, this is why we chose to be here. This is why I'm going there. Da, 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 for games like this, this is going to be a regular, thing you know coming up here soon and so it's 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 exciting to see without a doubt so the the future i think that we could still finish off the season in and lose a bunch of games maybe not even make a bowl even though i i think a lot of people are going to expect us to now but that game changed recruiting no matter what you know we don't need to go undefeated and go Uh nine and three for the for recruiting to change like we we've shown up on the national stage and now the team just has to have the confidence to keep going. It takes time. They... You know, it, it takes time oh, yeah. to rebuild a team. And uh, we just had a lot of changes happen in short periods of time in the past, you know, decade pretty much. And, you know, as far as, you know, stable coaching and stuff. So, yeah. Well, and it takes time as, as a team. Exactly. To learn, how right. to, to learn how to win, to fight through those mistakes, all be on one, you know, on one page and – um and it's not, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but a lot of times, you know, you got to put it all together. The teams that are playing, they're no slouches. And if you don't have your crap together, you know, then you're going to get beat. Yep. So. All right. Well, any final thoughts on, on the Clemson game? I mean, we could sit here and talk for a couple hours. Oh, but God. We're trying probably. to make it, we're trying to make it easy. Um, so we will talk about, we will talk about uh, the momentum carrying us through on our next game is a road game against FSU. We're going to go over that game and um, probably get back into the norm of the, you know, maybe hit some stupid news and stuff like that. And even some NFL talk later on in the week. Um, but we thought we would just, you know, delve right into um, this Clemson game. Cause it was such a huge win for us. So that's it. That's Giants. it. That's all we got. Giants. Oh, and six after tomorrow. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Yeah, well, I don't even want to think about tomorrow. I'm, I'm just still, I'm just still, I'm probably going to still be celebrating this. And we've got the race, Talladega's tomorrow, so that's always exciting. 
And um, yeah, it's a good race. Yeah, I mean, my drivers. I'll probably watch that. Yeah. So Talladega in the NFL tomorrow. My, my driver's gonna win. We'll be back um, Wednesday ish, uh, Wednesday evening, for episode thirty four. So for uh, Joe, I'm Sean. This has been episode thirty three. Cuse Nation. We'll see you later. Go Cuse. Hey. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.